0: Are you curious about what's coming for marketing trends in 2020? Well, tune in while Bill, Alicia, and I talk about what's coming in 2020 and what has happened in 2019.
1: Seven, six, five, four,
0: three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise.
1: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill with W. Parmentier Photography.
0: I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design.
2: I'm Alicia with The Spark
0: Social.
1: And together we make up... The,
0: the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. <laughs> you are so ready to go, Justin, you jumped I, ahead of it. I am. I am. I'm ready to go. That's cool. I've had my coffee and I am, I've am. i got my F-bomb and I'm ready to go.
1: And Don't be throwing that F-bomb at <laughs> Always throwing F-bombs around.
2: Anyway, sorry. This is sorry. a safe for family so, podcast. <laughs> yes, this
1: is. So today we're going to talk about... Um, trends that we've seen in this year and uh, what we think are going to be continuing or new trends going into 2020. Right.
2: Yeah. And per respective to like our individual Mm -hmm. areas of, of work, I would say too, we break it down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of the stuff will overlap a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, That's all part of marketing, you know, visuals versus branding versus social media kind of pretty much fit into each other a lot. Mm -hmm. So first trend we want to talk about. Just a do you give us your first one?
0: All right, so first to look back at 2019, and one of the trends I had was augmented reality.
1: Okay, as opposed to virtual, virtual reality. reality.
0: So okay. VR and AR have, they've been around for a little while. Mm-hmm. And VR has kind of come and gone as the technology has advanced. VR is tough because it's a completely immersive experience. So you put a headset on, you're completely immersed in this virtual reality and, you know, you can walk around and interact with things. Whereas augmented reality is you're still in the real world, but you're wearing some sort of device that includes other information layered over that
1: reality. Uh, uh, Like Google Glass or something along that line. Obviously Google Glass didn't I think it was a little too too far ahead of its time, but that's another story.
0: But yeah, Google Glass is a good example in that you wore these glasses and it presented information in front of your uh, vision that augmented reality in some way.
1: And I think one of the manufacturers that has really started to have some good luck with it is actually the automotive industry. Uh, A lot of them are starting to do the uh, heads-up displays. Right, so
0: that's where you're driving along and instead of looking at a dashboard with a speedometer and all that stuff, it's actually projecting that information up on your Your windshield. windshield. yep. And sort of laying it over what you're seeing through your windshield, which is very cool.
2: <laughs> it's not distracting.
1: No, it's actually not because you're you're actually looking right through it. So it's not like I mean, you can it, it's no worse than it, like having something hanging off your mirror in your peripheral. Hmm. If you're not looking directly at right. it, you're looking through it. You're not paying attention.
0: And, to and the military has up. been doing this for years. years. They call it yes. heads up display or mm-hmm. HUD. Yep, and they use it for uh, their pilots. So. As the pilots are looking out through the cockpit, they're seeing instead of having to look down. Correct. They can see everything on the windscreen because looking down while you're going Take Mach sure. three can be a little dangerous. And I think that's Make why.
1: Sense. And I think that's why the automotive industry has taken it and said, okay, well, if we put it up on the windshield too, that now keeps our drivers from looking down. Same situation. You know, right. you look down for a split second. That's all it takes to get into an accident. Right. Very true. So anyway, that uh, so
0: yeah. So true. getting back to marketing, though, yeah. uh, augmented reality has really started to come into its own, and it was one of the trends in 2019 mostly Mm -hmm. for shopping experiences so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like a headset that you wear but you can go into a store with your smartphone and while you're in there Mm -hmm. you can point your smartphone at a particular piece of merchandise and it can call up information instantly and give you you know information that otherwise might not be on that retail display Mm -hmm. another Uh, cool version of that have you guys seen the
1: um the augmented beer bottle labels uh, not beer labels but um, wine labels no no actually uh, Angry Orchard oh okay he's actually made augmented labels for his company that if you point your phone point your phone at the label it'll actually show you the pairings that go best with that that's really
2: cool I was thinking of 19 crimes or 19 stories and it's the wine bottle of like people of past Mm -hmm. where they've been like executed for like I don't know leaving their cows out all night or something (laughs) like (laughs) it's very stuff like you know back in the olden right, days with right.
0: I don't know well, no that's a great example of augmented reality though yeah. especially in regards to marketing so you're you're intrigued by the ability to point your phone at this bottle of wine and get a story sure and mm-hmm. it creates this little tribe of people like oh have you seen the way these wine labels mm-hmm. work and, and of course you want to go see all of the stories it's yeah. really
2: cool like this this base comes out on the wine bottles and starts talking yep. to you yeah. and before that, that, you had to do that just on your own yeah. by getting drunk without a phone now, now you can do it do. sober
0: <laughs> well I wonder what it looks like drunk though it's yeah. like is that augmented augmented reality
2: <laughs> this label is
1: talking
0: to <laughs> me you're not even pointing your phone at it I know it's still talking <laughs> well actually that,
1: that segues into of mine, which is a trend from 2019, okay. which is continuing on, is video. Mm. Video is still king and it's and it's gonna be for the the near future. Uh, so augmented reality uses aspects of video a lot, like we were just talking about the pairings mm. where you click on something and it's gonna show you a, a mini video. So people are using video more and more creatively. And it's uh, it's definitely a trend that I see going on into
0: 2020. What are, what are some of the
1: cool things that you've seen over this last year? Well, obviously, the, video, um, 360 imagery is starting to starting to take off. Um, I was originally on on that train saying, you know, maybe that's a, a sort of like the 3D TVs and stuff like mm-hmm. that that it was going to go away. But I don't see it happening as much as I thought it would. I think it's really starting to take hold a little bit. Yeah. So people are using 3D imagery to. Um, to do 3D walkthrough, walkthroughs of uh, real estate. So now you can be in California and see a walkthrough of a house in a video format right? from California, and, and you can look at a house in Rhode Island.
0: Well, I've seen you know. also um, a lot of museum sites use it yep. as walkthroughs through for their museums. Yeah, and they usually have like a little, you can click
1: on a kind of painting and it'll have somebody come up as a video and talking about that painting, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I leaned back because I was going to sneeze, and I didn't want to do it right uh, in the I get
1: you, I get so. you. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of cool uses as far as video going forward. But the reality is, is it still, even just traditional video still is going to be continuing to get bigger and bigger
2: and bigger.
0: Sure. Well, I think one of the reasons is that it's gotten easier and easier to do video. Sure. Not only to take it, but also to be able to host it on, you know, social media channels and your website. So I think as the threshold for the technology uh, comes down, people are just going to do it more and and more. And let me tell you, the new iPhone,
1: it's got some incredible cameras on it.
0: Oh, is that the one with three cameras on the back of it? let
1: me tell you. I I actually saw... uh, this is before they released it. I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure if they've released it yet. Yeah, it's out. They finally released it. Yeah. I actually saw a, um, this is more on the imagery end, but I saw a uh, comparison to a D... DLSR? Yeah, I forget which version of it was, but it was a high-end DSLR. And if you didn't know what you were looking for, you would never tell the difference between Really, I wow. mean, photographers could because they know where the artifacts are and certain mm-hmm. things. But, right. you know, the average person would never even have a... A clue as to what was the differences between wow. them. So I mean, it's amazing what they can
0: do. do so you, do you happen to know on the new ones, have they improved the uh, facing camera at all? That's the one thing that I, I'm disappointed to see. Most of them are not, and I don't know
1: why that is. Especially with us being a selfie generation coming up now. Right? Everybody's you think to, they
0: would up the quality on that?
1: Usually, camera. I think the top one is maybe five to eight megapixels. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know, right now this this year, right now, 2019. Mm-hmm. 70% of consumers say they, they have shared a brand's video. Mm. 70% of consumers. So that wow. means, so there's a number for you. Here's another stat. 72% of businesses say video has improved their conversion rate. Wow. 72%.
0: Yeah. And 70%. it's and it's only going to go up I think yeah. in 2020. Uh. I think
2: one of the things that I'm concerned about is that everybody's using video now and so you have these larger brands that have the budget and have the the ability to hire marketing Absolutely. companies and come up with these creative storylines and have it done professionally and now for the average business, the local business in this crowded market of video it becomes harder and harder yep. to stand out.
1: Absolutely. And I and I will say this and I'm I'm probably one of the few people that will say this is I think as thing, I would guess by the uh, middle to the end of this coming year, the Facebook Live is going to start to dwindle a little bit because people are going to be demanding more polished looking videos. Mm-hmm. People are going to be looking for... Because it, the mar- market is getting so saturated with video right now. Unless you've got good quality video out there, it's just going to get lost.
2: I don't know. if I think quality is important, but also I think it might just be um, the content of the video right. so like storytelling absolutely really like resonating stronger with you, like mm-hmm. your core audience versus um maybe just trying to be broad for everybody
1: i I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that the only thing I would add to uh, the less poli- what I mean by less polished is, people don't under a lot of people don't understand the basics of doing a video. I cannot tell you how many Facebook lives I've looked at where somebody's hand holding the camera and you're getting nauseous within 30 seconds of, of listening to right. them talk because right. they're bouncing all over the place. And right. people are going to demand more out yeah. of that. I'm, no, not saying, I'm, not saying, right. I'm not saying Facebook lives going away. I'm just saying it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be one of those things yeah. that, um, you're going to have to be more intentional about it. You're going to be more intentional about the story you're telling. You have to be more intentional about the composition of it. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to be important.
2: No, you're right. And I think that'll, it kind of like the pictures that people think are just done on their phone or the videos that are just done on their phone. Mm. They don't see the behind the scenes.
1: No, they don't. They, <coughs> where they really there's don't.
2: lighting and there's maybe, uh, so, you know, you can buy some lighting for your phone. You can buy mics, you can buy, um, the gimbal like you yep. said and people right. don't see that so they just assume but i think the video. main
0: point is you know it's not just going to be enough for you to stare no. into your phone and say something you're really going to need to consider the content Yeah, content. content is still king absolutely especially for video absolutely. so let's move on to the next trend alicia what have you got for 2019
2: well i think with social media and digital is so paid is still part of the marketing mix, but I feel that people are becoming a little more savvy and they don't want to be targeted as much <coughs> with these paid advertisements. And if you are using paid, it needs to feel more organic. So people want the stories. They want the instant little experiences and in, in looks into the business where it's like a behind the scenes versus just a static ad. That's, you know, they're going to scroll right through on their feed. They want mm-hmm. more Instant experiences, uh, more in touch stuff, and things that look more organic. Yeah, people are starting. People
1: are starting to smell out ads. It's it's interesting because I was at a Google seminar last week, mm-hmm. and uh, a speaker from Google had come in to talk about all things Google. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing was Google My Business, but one of the things that was discussed was Google Ads. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought up a very, uh, what I thought was a very good point, is that people are starting to even scroll over ads. So when you do a Google search, you know, you get the first two or three, you'll see the little word add next to it. hmm the the consensus in the room that we were in, we're all like, well, oh, we all skip over that part that says ads. We're looking for something that's original, something that's... Something that's real. Something that's real. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you should get rid of Google AdWords or Facebook ads altogether. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying potential clients or customers are becoming more savvy about that. and They're, they're avoiding what they know they're going to be sold to.
0: Well, the same thing happened back in the late 90s, early 2000s with banner ads. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it was... The hot thing was banner ads, right? 2003, 2004, we had had clients buying them left and right. And then, you know, banner ad blindness came along and people were not paying any attention to them Mm -hmm. anymore. And the price point on banner ads came way, way down because... Nobody was looking at him anymore. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, funny you
1: say that because um, YouTube still uses a lot of the banner ads, either on the b- bottom part or the upper part of. They the, do. Or, but
0: you know, the ones that I really hate are the ones that precede and interrupt my okay. video watching experience. You and me both. But the thing is, I've also noticed that you're talking about ba- uh, banner blindness. Yeah.
1: More times than not, I click. On, I can find that little X on that advertisement.
0: Faster than I can actually read what's on the advertisement, yeah. so I never even read it. I just right. click on that X as fast. But the ones as that, possible that you have account. to actually sit through, oh, yeah. or at least the first what seven seconds of it, I mean, they're pretty savvy. They're really pushing you, everybody, towards a subscription base because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I want to watch a ten minute video and I got to watch two ads mm-hmm. right in the middle. Let of me that. tell you, if it's some, unless it's somebody that I'm really interested in listening from. Usually, as soon
1: as I hit that first ad, I'm already on to the next thing. I'm already on to Uh-oh. a different. I just, I I, I guess have, I'm a little
0: more dedicated. It's like, no, nope, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm spending the time to watch no, this video. I don't. Have,
1: like, if I'm watching, you know, stupid car crash scenes yeah, or something yeah. like that, if I get to the first video, the commercial, I'm like, uh, when I'm waiting that five or six seconds, I'm like, do I really want to wait five or six seconds more to see something that's mind numbingly, uh, <laughs> you know, mind candy or whatever you want to call uh, it? Yeah, I guess and, so. So I just get rid of it. But anyway, sorry, let's not get too far into that. But. So, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is people are looking for original content. You know, yeah, looking- so don't
2: put all your eggs in one basket and just do paid. You really do need to invest in your organic, and you do need to think about the strategy and the approach you're going to use to, if even if it is paid, to make it look more organic.
1: That actually ties into one of the things I have, if you don't mind my jump in. I know, Justin, you would probably be next, but do you mind if I jump no, in? No, go right ahead. Uh, Omnich- Omnichannel. How much do you guys know about Omnichannel uh, uh, advertising, marketing?
2: So just being in all places.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's, that, that's the thing. It, it's really kind of multi-channel is, um, uh, what, what the, used to be the, the keyword in 2018 going into 2019, um, where you had multi-channel was okay. You're going to do something online. You're going to do something print marketing, so mm-hmm. on and so forth Omnichannel is now what we've been talking about for like the last year you're not only looking at the, the, the individual multi channels, but you're also looking at within, okay, my online presence. I'm I'm making sure that it's consistent from my social media to my website. To wherever wherever else I'm I'm putting this stuff out online, more that branding identity like we're talking about, Justin. We've talked about before where mm-hmm. you know you want to make sure you're consistent across all those brands to make sure. Oh, to, excuse me, across all those channels, right? So that you make sure you fit in well. So that's the new buzzword this coming year is channel. Yeah, hmm,
2: wow. Which seems like it would be common sense. You like, would think, but right? a lot of people
1: just thinking. You know, I just need. I just need, you know, multi-channel, which means I'll do my print here. I'll do this here. And none of them will all mix up. It's just, we're just going to have multiple channels Uh, to get things out there.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. When we start working with a client, we're very, very detailed and like, we need all your print material. We need all your print collateral. We need to know about all your events. We need to know what else you're doing on digital. And we look at their website and we try to match that up with what can be done on social because there can't yeah. be that disconnect from one channel to another. And what
1: yeah. they're actually even suggesting, I'm sorry, do you want to?
0: No, I was just <laughs> agreeing with Alicia. Uh, uh, Thanks, the other thing
1: Justin. I'm suggesting now is if you're, if, you're, if you're talking about a specific thing, what ends up happening is uh, traditionally you might talk about one part of your business on Instagram, say, and another part of your business on uh
0: Facebook. Mm -hmm. Or
2: like you're buying up direct mailers in that department, you know, your your local business, you don't have an advertising agency, so you maybe pay a social media company or a digital agency, then you go to the local newspaper and you get an ad with them, and then you get a different designer for your direct mail.
1: And the problem is it all mixes up.
2: And the average business owner doesn't really have that sense of branding and consistency well, I wish they always would. <laughs> but They, they don't. don't always have the time or even the understanding of the concept.
1: And with omnichannel, so so let's let's take I don't know a wine. You have a specific type of wine. You want to be able to push that out to all of your channels, not just talk about wine on this channel and say you sell beer on another
0: channel. Right. So know? just to clarify, though, when you say omni-channel, are you talking about? Trying to take advantage of all of the possible marketing channels? Or are you just saying no. in the ones that you're already using, make sure you're you want to be consistent across, across correct. those? Okay. Because I, I, somebody listening might go, oh my God, I, I got to no. do all these. No, but... It's you, like maybe in the three or four that you do have. Correct. Make correct. sure you're consistent across all those channels. Exactly. Okay. Now, let me throw you some stats here. I'll give right. you four stats. Stat me.
1: Engagement rate. When you... There's an eighteen point nine 18.96% higher chance on omni channel versus five point four percent. Okay. So that means basically that's a, big jump. that's a big jump right there. Purchase frequency. Here's a big one. If you're using omni channel versus single channel, mean meaning so you're you're selling versus one with one channel, whether it be print marketing mm. or, or Facebook ad or whatnot, mm. you're looking at about a 250% higher sales rate. Wow. When you're using multi channel, because you're not going to catch everybody on every channel. Plus, the fact is, they may see it on Facebook, and then all of a sudden they're on Instagram to see it again. Mm-hmm. We've talked about touch points. You know, right. you've got five, six, seven touch points. The more touch points you have, the more likely they're able to, to uh, purchase from you.
0: And that's just because they're seeing you're not necessarily convincing them to purchase, but with five to seven or even nine touches, you're going to hit them at one exactly. point when they are uh, ready, ready to, to buy. To it. yep. So it's yep. timing. It's not necessarily that your marketing is going to be that persuasive. Exactly. Now here's the, these next two stats. Kind of really
1: kind of caught me. Okay. Average order value, thirteen percent more of the average order size if mm. you're using a multi uh, omnichannel. Excuse me. Okay. So now your order. So now if you're using more than one channel, you know you're making you're, more you're per You're
0: supersizing sale. it, so to yep. speak. Yeah.
1: And then customer retention rate, which is this is one that really surprised me, ninety percent higher. Wow. Mm. Omni channel so, versus single. single okay, channel. how
0: does it, so how does it translate? So you're you're doing your marketing omni-channel, and you're retaining clients because they continue to see you, or yes. is it yes. follow-up? It's the whole
1: top of mind thing. You know what I mean? If if you've got a client that's now seeing you on four channels, say let's just take four for for a number to throw out there, four separate channels. They buy from you now, and they... We've talked in the past about how one single channel like Facebook may not, and I'm just picking on Facebook directly, but they see it on Facebook. They may only see 2% of the posts that you put up organically on Facebook. Right. But now you've got multiple channels, so now you've got a better chance of them seeing it to stay top of mind, which means your retention rate is going to be higher.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. So the more you can stay top of mind, the better chance you have of retaining a customer. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of doing the omnichannel. All Sorry.
0: right, omnichannel, great trend. Yeah. Um, I'm we'll gonna next. Time. Yeah, I'm gonna put one out here that's gonna bridge both this year and 2020, and I'm imagining that both you're gonna want to weigh on this cannabis. It really started to come into its own Would you last year. Kind on the high side. Yeah, I'm uh. trying to avoid any kind of cannabis puns, but. <laughs> You knew Obviously, no. Yeah. You knew with me, you gonna. I was going to go there. So Yeah, it's all right. I'll take the hit. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
0: I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. Don't. So there's cannabis industry. Oh, is, yeah, it's blowing up. Is, is absolutely getting huge. It's only going to get bigger in 2020 mm-hmm. and beyond. So I think a lot of people are trying to figure out all right. How is this going to affect the way I'm marketing my product or service? Because it's not just, you know, the growers, the uh, distributors, the retail places, but there's also the ancillary stuff that's going to feed into this enormous market. So everybody is going to play some sort of role in this. And as far as you know, just the cannabis industry itself, it's it's moved from you know the back room to Main Street, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows about it. It has huge branding and marketing uh, potential and opportunities. Sure. And when I say cannabis, I'm, I'm not talking about just medicinal or recreational. I'm talking about CBD oil, the whole thing. Sure, there's a right. lot. The hemp, the whole hemp, uh, the whole hemp industry. Industry, thank you. And here's where the trend is only going to get bigger and bigger: is that the big brands are now starting to wade into this area mm-hmm. of cannabis. So you have uh, brands like Constellation, which is the maker of Corona, right? Mm-hmm. All Altria, which is the maker of Marlboro cigarettes and InBev, which is the maker of Budweiser. Mm -hmm. All three of these brands have announced investments in the Canadian cannabis companies. And they're starting to experiment with how can we bring these into our products? So this has, you know, cannabis has uh, implications for branding. It has implications Mm -hmm. for, you know, your field in the marketing Mm -hmm. and social media
1: I, I can give you my two cents because I've I've been wading into that industry lately, yeah. um, dealing with uh, CBD and hemp oil and things along that line. I've i got some clients in that in that area. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that it's an up and coming industry. I think it's still fledgling at this point because of the fact that it's still not federally legal yet in a lot of cases. And, and I'm talking I'm not talking on the CBD oil, and I'm talking from the THC and the, uh, yeah, the recreational iron, the recreational use. Right.
0: Um, but even the stuff that's that's legal in all 50, say, uh, 50 states, you know, CBD, yeah. first of all, CBD oil is not regulated by the FDA. No. But you've also got a much bigger uh, market for medicinal sure. uh, marijuana than you have for recreational. So there's still a huge market there. Yeah. I, I, the only reason
1: I say it, it, it's, it's still fledgling at this point is they're, they're still trying to figure out what to do with it right now. Mm-hmm. For instance, a lot of the uh, manufacturers... Mm-hmm are having trouble getting good quality um, uh, credit card processing, things along that line, because anybody that's got anything to do with the federal government right now doesn't want to touch it because they can't. They can't insure it. They can't do any of that stuff.
0: Right. So that's opening up, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. They're, they're that. eventually going to get all that worked out. But I, in regards no. to marketing, though, no, okay. I think there's a lot of potential. And that's where I was going.
1: From from there, the marketing potential, what I tell to the, my, the, the small clients that I'm dealing with, the guys that are the local growers, the mm-hmm. this is the perfect time for them. Because they're getting in on the ground floor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And building a brand name, brand recognition right now is of the utmost priority. Because another year or two from now, when things start to really break open. It's gonna
0: get really crowded. It's gonna
1: get crowded. So if you're a known quantity right now, and let's be honest, we all know brands that are okay products, but because of the brand, people buy it anyway. It may not be the top product. It may not be the best. Yeah, they
0: want to be part of that tribe.
1: Because they have the brand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like my iPhone,
1: but. Uh, But no, I mean, the the reality is there's a lot of companies that make a lot of money off of brand recognition more Mm -hmm. so than having a good, high-end, high-quality product. Right. And if you're in that industry right now, the cannabis industry, this is the time to get with somebody like you, Justin, to get the branding underway, to get social, social media is tough. It's a total different, there are people, there are still cannabis industry, uh, people that are getting shut down on Facebook left and right.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you had any experience in, in that yet? Alicia, have you had anybody approach you?
2: We have had people approach us. We do not have a client to date because nope, of that them. It, yeah. So you have to be really careful on Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. also, They're just in their startup stages sometimes, so they don't have that brand in place to bring to social. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, the
1: the problem that runs with social right now is Facebook is so um, secretive about what's going to get shut down Mm. that
2: (laughs) they shut down so much. I'm
1: serious. Um, I was talking to a guy the other day that sells. Products for using, not the product, not the cannabis product itself, but the accessories like the the, the vape products right. and stuff like that. He's been shut down twice on Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Because if you mention the word cannabis on Facebook, you can get shut down.
2: Yeah. You can't do any that, type of.
1: That's how ridiculous yeah. it is right now.
2: Yeah. So Facebook will shut down. They actually, this is off topic, but, you know, shutting stuff down like um, before and after pictures and. Yep. Um, dieting teas and things yep. like that. So, and they, that's that's the that's what we deal with when we deal with the. It's a private company. Yeah, they can, they can do whatever they want. Well, they're publicly traded, but it's still not a government. No, you know, it's not regulated by any freedom so, of speech. They can do what they want.
0: Let okay. me ask you this: if if giants like Facebook and Instagram are shutting these down. Do you think this is going to develop sort of a second tier or maybe like an underground social network? There already is one out there. It's already already being developed right now. Oh,
1: yeah? I forget the name of it. One of the guys uh, at the meeting I went to last week was talking about it. Yeah. There's literally an alternative to Facebook out there right now for the hemp industry.
2: And so same thing with hiring, Uh, there is a, I think a 25-year-old woman who found that people who are looking to hire in the CBD cannabis cannabis industry couldn't post on job sites like Indeed and whatnot. so she started a job site just mm-hmm. for that industry. that industry, and I think that she's doing quite well. I so.
0: see that's the free market finds a way. It's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yay. Well, no, <laughs> it's it,
2: good. It is good. P- but.
0: People that are part of this developing industry, and you know, we could talk about the politics of it and disagree or it agree. Could be with its own it. podcast. Maybe, no, you yeah. You need a but a podcast I'm, I'm not really interested in that. I'm more interested in the, the marketing aspects. Of this industry because it's not going away. Yeah, that's interesting. I just
1: think- just did a quick look because I was trying to figure out what the name of that com- that uh, alternative Facebook. Yeah, this what's uh, it called? A recent, I wasn't able to find it, but this is something I didn't realize. Facebook is now shutting down uh, ads that have the word CBD in them. Interesting. So that's CBD is legal in most states, if not all.
0: Yeah. Well, it probably. D- I'm, you know what? I'm not an expert on yeah, this, I mean, so I'm not going to talk about prob- it. It's probably got a – There's a THC level the, Well, there, involved,
1: there are yeah. certain versions of CBD oil that have THC in them. Right. So Facebook probably just took a, a blanket, a, a blanket yeah. thing and said –
0: Well, know, I mean, they just ago. took a $4 billion hit from the government. So they're being very, very careful. It's like, exactly.
1: please don't sue us. Okay.
0: I don't want to we, – we could go on for another yeah, hour anyway, about so cannabis. So that was so cannabis. cannabis. So Alicia, what do you got for a 2020 trend? Well – What's coming down the pike?
2: I also think that in – You know, kind of on that same note of people want on social media wanting less paid and advertising more organic is that we're going to see a shift towards more offline and approach where it's personalized, marketing is personalized. They don't wanna just be a number anymore. They yeah. don't want to be targeted with this mass advertising campaign. Mm-hmm. They want these personalized and offline experiences. So you're gonna see brands doing a lot of events, mm-hmm. not just you know radio campaigns or sure. advertising campaigns, but actual events that would speak to their core audience. So mm-hmm. it could be that like a beer company, oh, this was one actually, we did this last year. Harpoon uh, Beer did like a whole a series of events through New England where they got people outdoors and you got together and you drink beer. You went kayaking and got a beer. Yeah. You went hiking and got a beer. So it's m- like creating that brand. There was always beer after, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it got <Okay>. beer. <laughs> Get people outdoors. I think that's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a way for Harpoon to connect with people instead of just posting and posting and posting and ads and ads and ads. And so I think brands are going to start to see this offline type of um, personalized approach and events are a great way to do that.
0: Yeah, that's actually the, was one of the ones on my list as well for 2020 it was personalized branding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, actually, that, that's funny you say that because the last thing on my list
1: actually kind of fits in with that perfectly on the digital. Planned, okay, mm-hmm. which is called micro moments. Have you guys heard about these yet?
0: Micro mm-hmm. moments. And you've heard a little bit about So
2: them. every buyer has tons of different experiences online and we craft these buyer journeys. Let me know if I'm wrong, Bill, <laughs> but we craft these buyer journeys, assuming that everybody starts at point A, goes to point B through C and then and then ends up with your brand or your product. But the real, reality of the situation is that there is so much available to us digitally that micro moments are how each individual user goes about making a decision. Yes. And unfortunately for brands, there is no one path. No, no exactly. It is micro moments. So you yeah. could have Sally looking at makeup and she's going to go to Ulta's website. Then she's going to look at a YouTube blogger. Then she's going to go yeah. read... Um, some stuff from her friends she's going to post. And then you have Bob who's looking at a car and he could be doing this and it's different than the next guy. And it just varies. The
0: the best way Bob could be looking for makeup.
2: Yeah. You know, whatever. Hey, I don't
1: want to discriminate. You (laughs) know, (laughs) the best way to look at micro moments is, uh, talk, think of them as I want moments. Uh-huh. So it's it's a person, like you, you may be sitting there and you go, hey, I, I want to know more about X. Now you're mm-hmm. going to go online and do that, like you were talking about the car.
0: So or, let me see if I understand. The micro moments are the touch points yes, that the yeah. person has with the brand. They typically have four things. Okay.
1: I want to know.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to go. So sometimes I want to go to a restaurant. Uh-huh. Show, me, show me a yeah. local restaurant. I want to do something I want to do here. Oh, so I, I thought you were going to keep the rhyme going. And then finally, I want to buy. I want to, to, to buy. buy. So, so those right. are your four. No. No go, go, do, and buy. Do and buy. So basically what you want to do is you you want to target your uh, marketing towards those four moments. Okay. Somebody that's going to want to do something, know something, know, go, go, or buy. buy. Sounds like a children's book. Doesn't it? Yeah. should be like yeah. a Dr. Dr. Seuss. Seuss book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a Dr. Seuss marketing book by the <laughs> so Marketing Essentials team.
2: You see Google has shifted the way that people, yeah. the way that they display these search results. So if you say, and this is one of my trends, hey, Google, Voice. hey, yep. Siri, hey, Alexa, how long will it take me you to Jimmy get Anderson, to... Said, hey, Joe. But. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick. No, hey, whatever. Hey, Macarena.
0: Yeah.
2: But users are now... So it might be, hey, Alexa, yep. where can I order pizza from? Mm-hmm. And so on desktop, you'll see... When people are shopping, I think they, they tend to be more visual. So they're going to like their phone or desktop to type in. Um, now it's more you know, conversation. Comforters for sale, furniture for sale. And then Google has shifted the results that are being displayed by having the Google shopping. Um,
1: yeah. And the, and the other nice, and the, another interesting thing that Google has glammed onto as far as that is also people usually when they're going online, they're going to, they want to look for something local Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while Google maps itself has taken off. If you do a a desktop search on anything, the first thing, the first three things you're going to see on the right hand side are, or usually somewhere in that area. Mm Is going to be a Google map with three businesses that, that support whatever you're asking for.
0: And bringing it back to my, Original trend of augmented reality. Yeah. Google Maps has started to beta test augmented reality. Yep. So as you're, if you're walking, you can find it. Yep. It puts arrows and things on the screen to show you I you're going to go yeah. up here. You know, you can just Take hold right. your phone at where you're going, and it'll say, "Oh, turn right here." So there's gonna be a bunch of people walking in telephone poles looking at there. Well, actually, no. It'll help you avoid the telephone poles because it's <laughs> augmented reality. You'll see the telephone pole because you'll be looking it. up as you're about to hit it. Well, yeah. Like here, I go to hit a telephone <laughs> ball, but. No, but,
1: but, but but I mean, yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I was at a Google seminar last week, and one yeah. of the things that they stated was that the biggest amount of hits that people are going to get is come, going into the future is going to be through Google Maps, which means you God. need to Google My Business. Uh,
2: you stole it, No, I'm I was sorry. totally going to pay for local businesses, it's so Google, important. Google My Business is yeah. huge right because now because I think the businesses think. Well, how do I, how do I prepare for people asking on Alexa or Siri? How do I set up my voice search? The very basic answer is just make sure your listings are correct because Alexa, Siri, they're all just bots gathering information off the internet.
0: Right. So if you haven't watched our episode uh, with Mark Collins on Google Uh My Business, go listen to that episode because it's a step-by-step on how to get that up and running. I I will add
1: one more thing to that that we didn't talk about. I don't remember if we talked about it with Mark, Mm -hmm. is the verification process. If you're not verified through, there's a difference between getting a Google My Business page and being verified. Verified, they send you a, a little a, postcard. A postcard, and you have to. Yeah. It, if you're not verified, mm-hmm. you're not able to change any of your information as far as your hours, your uh, posting stuff like. That. Right. So if you don't do that ahead of time, yeah, yeah.
2: I think that right. was in the yeah.
0: step-by-step direction.
2: You, it have, might to have, been, your yeah. you have to You have to.
1: If
0: you don't, you're, yeah. you 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 don't even show right. right so right. Ha- so having that. Really good. Google My Business page is going to tie into local search. Correct. Uh, if people are walking around with their phones, going, "Hey, where can I get a cup of coffee?" Right yep. where I am now, it ties into that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But, so but even if you're
1: somebody like us that doesn't have a physical location, right, there's still benefits to using Google My Business. It'll still get you up in that that search ranking. So
0: it wouldn't. It wouldn't you wouldn't show f- you the augmented reality part. But. What freaks me out a little bit though is that you know Alexa and Siri sort of listening to your conversations. And then suggesting things based on what they hear. <laughs> and you're not even, pro- you're not saying, hey, tell me where I can go get a donut right now. You're just listening to the conversations yeah, but you're yeah, having.
1: I just see that as an, as an extension. It's no different than going on. Come on. We've all been on Amazon and searched product. And all of a sudden you're on Facebook going, hey, why am I getting all these ads shown to me for the same product that I was just looking at a few minutes ago? Right. It's just, a, it's just a, another extent. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's another extension to that.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying it's freaking me out a little yeah, bit. I, to, so. I get it. I get you. I hear, well, we, we're, (laughs) (laughs) our overlords are coming. (laughs) No, they're here. Oh, they're (laughs) they're here. here. And I, for one, welcome our new overlords. Good. I
2: know. It's like, I kind of like the, the (laughs) Apple, Amazon,
0: what? Yeah. yeah.
2: If they're going to take the work out of like me finding, like if I'm looking for a pair of shoes and then all of a sudden I see 10 more pairs of shoes when I get on Facebook, I'm like, Hey, cool. (laughs)
1: whatever. If my, the only time it drives me nuts is after I've already purchased something and then I still yeah. continue to see ads for it. It's like, stop, I've already sure. bought it. You should should, if, you, if you're, if you're looking better. at me enough to know that I'm looking at this, you should be also to be able to tell that I've
0: already bought it. Yeah. yeah. A rump. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I, they can. There I think so do we cover, uh, what was your 2020 trend, Bill? Well, the, was the, the, those were all the
1: trends going like forward. Micro moment. In- I'd like to, I, we've gone a little bit over today, but I'd like to just do one more quick once around. Okay. about right. trends that we would either think are going away or would like to see go away. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I already mentioned mine, and that is uh, uh, Siri and Alexa basically that eavesdropping on yeah. any conversation I might have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, can, I, can I would like that, that to go
1: away, but I'm afraid it's probably not going to well, happen. Uh, mine's, a, mine's a similar one that I'd love to see go away, that I, but I, I, from all, all yeah. ideas. But
0: you, but you know what? I think, you know, Sort of my cynicism aside uh, and paranoia, is that I do think um, this sort of thing, you know, this this extremely integrated and personalized marking, at some point I think is going to really uh spur the movement of having digital breaks. Yeah. yeah. You know, where people are like, you know what, I need to completely get, get away from, from digital. Yep. For a certain period of time, because I'm just completely immersed in it, and everywhere I go, somebody's trying to sell me something. Okay. So I think that's going to be so.
1: So mine along that same line is mine that I'd love mm-hmm. to see go away, but I don't see it going away. Yeah, is chatbots. I know. I know. Alicia loves chatbots. I personally hate being interrupted when i'm i'm scrolling through my facebook to be sold
0: something <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't i don't mind bots so much because i can disconnect from them and i don't feel guilty cuz i haven't oh, done yeah, it to yeah, a real yeah. human being i mean I, I think they serve a great purpose
1: as long as they're not bothering me mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alicia, do you have one that you kind of wish would go away?
2: This is an old one and I doubt it's gonna go away, but celebrity endorsements they just, oh, just yes. die. Like yes. why why? Like they don't use these <laughs> products that they're endorsing. At which
0: point did we start caring what celebrities endorsed? Uh right around the thirties.
2: Really, the 30s? 30. Really? I oh, was yeah. going to say it goes back to Nike and the Jordans.
1: I got to be honest with you, I don't ever remember making a decision based on something a celebrity was trying no, to No, if, if talk. you go back. It, no, I believe
0: you. It go goes back to the 30s, and it's sort of part of the whole studio model. Yeah. Uh, they would, the studios owned. The actors and actresses that work for that yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. So if you were signed to Warner Brothers, they owned you. They told you what movies to be in. Yeah, they also told you what, which when. ads to make. But volumes. they also said, you're going to go advertise for this cigarette yeah, company. Yeah. And you didn't have a choice. No, I get I get so that. Like so stu- stu- the studio, well, this is even before Batman. So the studios were, were telling their actors and actresses, you're going to be a spokesperson for this particular product because we have a deal with Philip Morris and, and you're, you're going to be do the it. spokesperson.
1: Yeah, I, I get that so part. I'm that. just thinking to myself, if I ever purchased anything on an impulse because some celebrity hawked it and I can't remember it ever doing that.
2: No, but influencers maybe. So yeah, like, maybe. you know, someone in the photography field could be considered an influencer if they're recommending a certain uh, piece of yeah. equipment, no, I, but I, that's because it's a tailored experience and you're like, this person is actually probably using this. Equipment. That's a different. I think that's a and different that's story. Original.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I mean, if you, if you had a you know high end uh, branding expert hawking something, okay, maybe I'll believe yeah, him. Versus yeah. Versus Taylor Swift. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway.
2: <laughs> exactly. So it's unbelievable, and I just uh, kind of like it, it is beyond me why it still exists. You know,
1: I don't care what Jay Z is selling. I don't really don't care about what he's hawking because
0: oh, he's got nothing so that annoying. that interests me. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're gonna get we're gonna get some hate mail. I'm sure from Cool.
2: Well, Yeezys are like Kanye's like line, and like these things go for so much money because they're like well, he. Who was the one that was
0: promoting Beats Forever
1: in a day? Uh, Doctor Dre. Doctor Dre. Yeah. yeah. Well, he owns part of the company, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure. I know Apple bought him. Yeah, but um, anyway, it's just. Anyway. Yeah. So I guess we've we've gone way over. So uh, I well, but. speaking of shameless plugs, um, you know we do this podcast because we're promoting the marketing essentials team. Hey, yeah. The little thing called <laughs> right? the marketing essentials team. Right. Who's in it again? Uh, that would be you, oh, me and Alicia. Cool. Um, well, you know, we did, we mentioned a lot of trends. I think podcasting will probably continue yeah, to I would agree grow it, yeah. as a trend uh, because there are so many of them out there that you can find one that is tailor fit for your interests. I mm. think the I think the other end of that is also
1: vlogging is going
0: to start taking off, which I didn't have on my list. But
1: um, as people... I don't know that people are ever going to get away from blogging itself, but I, mm. I see more and more people that mm. aren't comfortable writing going that way. But anyway, I, I digress. All right, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> that's for another time. That's right. We wrap this up. Okay, so um, if you want to learn more about what the Marketing Essentials team does and how we can possibly help you. You can
0: life? find us online at our website. Yes. Uh, you can find us um well, you can find us at Rooms and Works once a month because yeah. that's where we do our Or recording. you can find us on Facebook. That's right. Yes, sir. So I think that wraps it up for this episode. And until next time. We'll see you then.
1: Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team.
0: You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content.
2: You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.